uh, I will say, uh, and I'm going to get told off for this, folks, as well, that I've an absolutely beautiful nighttime scene. I've seen it. It's from one of the Victorian artists, so it's an old one with all the old carriages and a few ships and light. And I think I'm going to have to do that on... Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. And welcome to episode 72. How's it going, Dad? It's going well. Going really well. Yeah? yeah? Good yeah. week? I've had a very good week. Um, it's been very busy, actually. Mail order's been great. Uh, I've been doing a lot of um, uh, sorting out of new <laughs> videos, new projects and so on. I've got to be careful what I say. I've got to be careful what I say, folks. I keep getting told off by letting out too many cats out of too many bags. They've got a lot of cats in a lot of bags at the moment. And you've yeah, got to so keep I've got to be there. careful. I have to think. So I'm not being slow. I'm thinking before I talk. <laughs> Which is hard for me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We've had uh, some orders from Amazon as well. I, I didn't mention that on the podcast, but uh, I think I put a Facebook post yeah. out there saying that it, people can now order our goods, a selection of our goods from Amazon. Yeah, how about that? Amazon, folks. So, I never thought the day would come. Featured on Amazon. So it's UK and Europe only. Uh, Amazon separate their stores Right. So it's EU and UK, oh, I see. Uh, Amazon, not Amazon.com, unfortunately. But people can obviously still order through oh, our store. Of course they can. They can still get the same goods. We do ship worldwide. It's just, it's just another tentacle, isn't it? To go yeah. out and you know, reach out to those people, tell them all about the wonderful pastel pencil work. Absolutely, absolutely. So I know that you wanted to today use the black mic, didn't you? Steve, yeah. Let me, let, <laughs> you let, said, can I use the black mic this week? And yeah. I said, why? And you said... I said, well, this is the one Celia Imri used when you interviewed her <laughs> uh, on your Don't Be So Dramatic podcast, Steve. And it was film folks as well. Um, it's a bit blurry. I, I've always liked Celia Imri. She's, um, for the, all the UK people, I don't think anybody abroad would know who she was. But uh, she's a very famous uh, English actress used with Julie Waters, Dawn French, and, and all that crowd. Acorn Antiques, she was very, very good in that. And uh, you got to meet another one. Yeah, she was lovely. She was nice, wasn't she? She was very nice. The, the video is on our Don't Be So Dramatic website, although it was a bit, blur, bit blurry because the camera person didn't quite focus it. Yeah, but, but that was almost... I know you were invited as special guest, weren't you? Yeah, we were invited to cover yeah. the event. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely great. Uh, but, but, you know, considering you and Jason aren't really television presenters, because this <laughs> no. is what we're talking about, television presenters, I think you did really well. well thank you. And it was great. So you I wanted now, to use the mic. I'm now, I'm, You're holding the mic that's close <laughs> to me. It's lovely. So, and um, actually, uh, another person that was there, we didn't get to interview. Literally, she was leaving just as we were trying to interview. It was Anita Dobson. Oh right, she was there too. Eastenders, yeah. Anita Dobson. Yeah. It goes back before your time, I think, yeah, Steve. I think so. But she was yeah. one of I the originals. Her. Dirty yeah. Dens, Mrs. <laughs> yeah. All those who Eastender fans. Yeah, she was there, but she was leaving just as we were. Oh, that's a shame. Pitching up and stuff, yeah. But I, I think I prefer Celia Imrie anyway. Well, she was lovely, yeah. She, I wasn't she's, complaining at all. She's so funny. 
She was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's brilliant. So anyway, let's, enough about us. Let's dive into some feedback first of all. Oh, this is about us. Oh, is it? <laughs> well, that's a strange oh, Let's carry on then. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one here is from Rachel. She says, I have been showing off all my pictures to my family. They particularly like the Flatford Mill and the Hedgehog. They, were, they also like the watercolour castle Coombe. My husband and I like birds, so I enjoyed doing the robin and the goldfinch. I have the robin picture. I've given the robin picture to a friend. I hope to get a mount cutter so I can frame the pictures. I have dreams of doing my own pictures, but I'm still unsure of the build-up of different colours. Thanks again. I feel like I would invite you round for a drink and a chat. You are so friendly and helpful. It's a shame I live so far away. We'd come, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah, we'd, we'd come. come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cost a bit of fuel, but we'd get there. <laughs> Yeah, so that's lovely. And it's great to, to hear you getting on so well, Rachel. And, it, it is, yeah. That's great. And the build-up of colours, can I just mention that? This is one of the biggest problems everybody has in any medium. And pastel pencils are no exception. It, you kind of, if you've got a natural bent for this sort of thing, like, I, like I, what I have, um, it doesn't come as a problem. It comes and it's it's natural. You take it. You think, oh, I need this. I need that. But, but I've come to realise that that not everybody's got that. And the, really, the way out of that is to do as many pictures, as many projects, as many exercises as you can. Because gradually, you'll understand the build-ups. Uh, people know that white, how why white goes on. And I think we may have another We've question, got a question about coming that up later about on. That. Yeah. So I'll cover that then. But you know, but the, you've also got the greys. And what is important, really, especially in the grey area, the the, the warm greys and the cool greys are really important if you want to subdue colours. Always remember this, folks. If you want to subdue a colour, you don't want it to be too bright. The greys are wonderful. I use them a lot in trees now, the greys, if, if middle distance and distance trees. Because it, by putting that on, the, the subsequent colours you use, the greens and the browns, are all subdued. So you get that distance mm. effect. And uh, we, that's really my advice to the build-up of colour. Do as much as you can. Follow as many of our videos as you can, because gradually it will come. Mm. Absolutely. And it's great that you can do the, the robin and the goldfinch. Uh, the goldfinch has been a brilliant project. It's a very popular subject mm. on our members' site. So... Uh, Okay, great. So, the next one. Thanks for that, Rachel. next one is from Evan. Hello, Colin. I'm writing to thank you for the inspiration into pastel painting. I never believed you could achieve such realism with pastels till I came across your work, which I'm very impressed with. So I decided to take it up as a hobby for something to do in my retirement. After purchasing some of your patches and packs and watching your YouTube videos, I was hooked. I'm learning, and the more you practice, the better it is. Yeah. There you are. I hope in time to achieve some of your standard. Uh, we'll be enclosing a couple of pictures I've completed recently and hope they will meet your approval. Thank you again for the inspiration. Such a wonderful pastime. I am not completely happy with my animal fur, but practice will get me there eventually. Kind of uh, two it. things have come out of that. First of all, the, the pictures were great. I was impressed with them. Uh, certainly someone starting out to do that kind to of To tackle their own subject as well. Oh, yes, that's right. Absolutely. So I think this is important and... If you, what was it? I've forgotten the other question. What's the last bit, mate? Uh, it's me, age. Happy folks. with the animal fur. An, an, animal fur. I'm not yeah, completely happy with the animal ah, fur. That's right. That's what I was going to pick up on. No, of course not. And in fact, that's a good thing. 
Why is it a good thing, Colin? Well, it's a good thing, folks, because if you're not happy, you'll try harder. If you were happy, you wouldn't bother. Yeah. And that's a bad thing, not to bother. Because if you're always thinking, I really not quite got that right, you'll do it again. And then when you've done that, you think, "Mm, it's not quite right, I'll do it again. I still do that. After 30 years of doing pastoral pencils, of teaching and doing all the demonstrations I've done, I still have that same feeling. Not really quite happy with that. Hmm. That's a really Because good that thing. is a really important next move. I've had one person, and I've probably mentioned it before on folks, it was one of my students who said that to me, I'm really happy with this, Colin. I've really done a good job. I'm really proud of this. Now, nothing wrong with being proud of it. But to say I'm really happy with it, I couldn't do any better, is a bad thing, because you won't try again. You'll think you might you, as well give up, you, folks. Yeah, yeah. That's good so point. that's a very, very good point. Actually, I make there makes you better, doesn't it? Makes you better. It makes Constantly you want to work harder. Well, it's the challenge that keeps people going. It's yeah. The challenge of what the unknown. How are they? How is this picture going to look with all my experience that I've now got under my belt? I hear you say, and then the picture will always get better. Pastel pencils always improve slightly. may change if you change subjects. Sometimes if you're doing a, a landscapes and you think, I'll try animals, you're going to flounder a bit because you're in a different, different area, a different subject area. Uh, but still the experience of those landscapes will take you through to panels and then the animals will take you through to uh, still life and then through portraits and so on. And you never lose the experience, but it's always the challenges that uh, keep me going, folks, and I hope they keep you going too. I've got plenty of them. <laughs> Very well answered. Very good. Good answer. And thanks, Evan, for prompting that answer. There we go. So the next one's from Anne, and she says, Hi, Colin. I found, I found Colin. Oh, this is, she's signed up to be a member. So she's, uh, she's um, written this email to us. I f- Hi, I found Colin some time back and have worked on a number of the beginning worksheets. Uh, the beginner's worksheets, these must be the packs. I was told by another tutor I would never be any good, but after doing the dogs video, I saw Colin. Uh, after doing the dogs video, I saw Colin at an art show, and after talking, he asked to see what I had done. I was unsure about showing them after my past experience, but buck, bucked up the courage and took them for Colin to see. He was most helpful, and even knowing which I had done first and which last, he was so encouraging and helpful that I continued with doing more of your workshops. And so to learn even more, I have now decided to become a member so as to learn more and improve more. Kind regards, Anne. I do remember Anne very well, and I hope she's listening to the podcast. Um, I met her in Stoke-on-Trent. Oh, really? Yeah. And it, uh, it was one of the art... Um, it, was, it was an art exhibition. I'm trying to remember the uh, company. I think it was the Artists and Illustrators. In fact, I'm sure it was. They did a, a two or three exhibitions. They used to do the one in London. But they did one in Stoke-on-Trent. I'm sure I'm right on this. If I'm wrong, folks, I'm wrong. Trust. No one's going to know, oh, maybe no. other than Anne. That's true. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> and, and I do remember, and, and I, it was a long time ago. We're, we're probably talking at about 15 years ago or more, maybe 20 years ago now. Quite a long. Mm. So I'm really pleased that Anne's kept going, and uh, I'm sure she'll find the membership site absolutely fantastic. So much on it. Another student there that was told they would never be getting good, like oh, yourself, you know. Oh gosh, and how it's many people? Hard to I know. break that that wall down, isn't it? One of the things that I, I used to tell people very early on, I used to say, everybody can do it. Everybody can draw. 
They think, no, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Think back when you were a child. Can you imagine, or can you think of a child that hasn't been able to draw something? Okay, they're not made very good, but they can draw. Everybody can draw. It's the standards that, uh, yeah, on talent, obviously, that uh, give everybody a, you know, a lift and a helping hand. And so to say that to somebody, oh, you're no good, you can't draw, like I was told, like, like that poor old Anne was told, it's deflator, it deflates you. You think, yeah. oh, well, I'm no good at this, I can't do this. But you can, you can do it. How good you are depends on, you know, as I say, practice. your talent and practice. Yeah. Good. Okay, Anne. Thanks you for that. So the next one here, well, let's move on to some questions. First one's from Dale. Now, Dale has purchased... He says here, purchase 10 sheets of uh, the Angre A4 pasta paper. But by the time I got the bill with the conversion, because he's, he's from Oregon, uh, with the conversion and shipping, it cost $20, $20 just over. Um, and at my age, I can't afford paying, paying $2 per sheet. Can you recommend a brand available in the US that would work for me? Um, he says a PS to this. Uh, I just finished the harbour scene and it is super. I have 30 of your projects completed, including several that I purchased. 30 mm. projects, brilliant. That's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, shipping this, we, we, we do ship to the US, mm. the, the pasta paper. And uh, guessing, you know, from, from Dale's comment there, it's, it's becoming a bit expensive for him. Mm. Um, what do we think about the US market for well, this kind of paper? It's, a, it's a, such a shame that uh, the Angre paper is not available everywhere. Um, I suggest to Dale that he goes into a local store and tries a few. There are lots of pastel paper about. Yeah. And he might fi- he'll find one. I'm a good, if it's a good art store, they'll let them try, you know. Give this a try. Rather than buy a pack of this and a pack of that and a pack of that and end up with an armful of paper, which is going to cost a fortune, mm. and you might only use one sheet of it. So this is the, um, this is the way I would do it. Uh, in, in, in Dale's case. The other option you've got is to up the paper because if you, if you, have, if you have one sheet, one pack of paper, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but if you had five, and we do sell lots of multiple packs of paper to the States. Mm. Um, so it, ordering in bulk. That, yeah. And you're still only paying the same postage charge, you see. Yeah, Let's say, that's a good point. You know, at £12 postage charge, that's the maximum. And if you had uh, five packs of paper... You imagine that does that drops down quite dramatically. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's, it's, that's what I would do. The postage charge is always they're at seven um, pounds for under twenty twenty five pounds mm. and under, mm. and then over twenty five pounds mm. uh, it's twelve pounds and it's fixed at that. So. That's that's another option if you like the on grey pastel paper. It's probably the only way we can do it. Mm. Um, there is no other way. I can nothing else I can suggest other than those two. Um, but you see, if he's, if he's done the uh, harbour scene, he's really pleased with it, and he's done 30 of our products, you know, I mean, I would say if he got another 60 packs, not 60 packs. <laughs> well, Dale, if you want to. 60 sheets, <laughs> which is six packs of paper. Um, <laughs> not give, 600 that'll sheets. I'll give him no, 600 <laughs> packs. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to supply them. No, no. 600 packs. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, Dale, well, let us know how you get on. Let us know. I mean, we obviously have US customers and US listeners. It'd yeah. be interesting to know if there is a, someone out there. But always going down to your local art store, getting advice from them. That's always a better I- idea. And 
always choose the lighter papers. Don't go for the dark papers. Whatever you do, you're mm. in trouble if you do. It doesn't work with you. No. Although, uh, I will say, uh, and I'm going to get told off for this, folks, as well, that I've an absolutely beautiful nighttime scene. I've seen it. It's from one of the Victorian artists, so it's an old one with all the old carriages and a few ships and light. And I think I'm going to have to do that on dark paper. No. I know. It, here's me saying that I don't like it. I don't see an alternative because if you think, if you imagine a nighttime, a real dark scene with lights and so on, how on earth would you be able to put all those colours in and then put the background in? You wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to put a background in uh, ahead of time on the sand colour paper and then put the lights on because it would be too dull. How dark are you thinking then? Oh, I'm talking about... Pretty Black. dark. No, 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 I wouldn't go dark. I Bright, would use gray. a very dark, I'd probably a dark mauve. I'll, I'll look around, folks. Wow, that's breaking the habits. Well, it, it is, but you see, what you're looking for there, you're not looking for the, anything bright. If you were looking for something bright, you'd have to use the well, lighter colour yeah, papers, like, yeah. like we do. But So I'm looking at this at the moment. Now, Steve doesn't know about this. I've, I've just dropped him in this, but this is something that I want to try later on. Try a darker project, a mm. darker paper. Hmm, interesting. And if we do, we'll get it in, folks. Yeah. Okay, great. Good. Okay, well, I'm glad you, you raised that question, Dale. Mm. I was wondering if I know about that. So the next question is from Anne in New Zealand, and she says, Hello, Steve. Can you help me to join the community? I would love to talk to other students. Now, the community was added a... Last month, I think, or the month before. It's going very well. There's lots of artwork. In fact, it was an artwork just posted today, uh, or yesterday late last night yesterday of two parrots oh that was that was stunning which is amazing wasn't it oh go uh, on to the go, go on to that site folks and have a look at if that if you remember check, yeah if you remember uh, then then be sure to visit the community uh, page so going back to Anne's question uh, if you're a member of Colin Bradley Art then you're automatically signed up to the community so you've already got an account that you can use so all you need to do is uh, uh, if once you log in so uh, to log in you click the members um, button at the top you log in and then drop down from the art courses where you have animals landscapes there's a one called community and that's where you access it all of the posts and topics and discussion threads are all in there so we've got one for artwork for general questions for reference material mm. um all sorts of things so um yeah you can share your artwork and and check out these parrots brilliant job um done uh, and a miniature version of the parrots which is really fascinating to get that amount of detail was brilliant so uh yes check it out so thanks Anne, for that question the next one we had is from uh someone on youtube their youtube username was uh, dina sky blue or sky blue dina i think if i've said that right um and this was our, uh, on your cat portrait tutorial. You've got a cat portrait tutorial on YouTube, like right. a five or six-parter that yeah. covers a bit of the, the cat portrait. And she says, Oh, wow, thank you so much for uploading this. It really helped me. Although mine won't come out as good as yours, it's a start. Do you always use white as the base colour in lighter areas? Uh, well, n- no, we don't. It's a simple answer to that. The white is only used when you're going to either put something that you want to be very bright or a shine, you know, or something that, um, in that particular case, the cat we're talking about, the cat, the, the white only went into the very light ochre areas. When I used the, uh, the, st- the stripes on the cat, we put the ochre in to start with. 
that was the base colour. So no, the answer is no, we don't always use white. Um, the, the most popular light colours are white, ivory, uh, and the two greys, cool grey and warm grey. Those are very good if you want a light colour, but it's no good putting those colours under if you want a, a dark brown or a black or something like that. You'll just be weakening the stronger colours. You choose a colour that uh, if you're in the light areas, you choose a lighter colour. If you're in the medium areas, then you really want a medium tone. Like a mid-tone. Yes, a mid-grey is a good colour. Um, ochre is a good colour. Um, they give you, and then you put the colours on top of that. If you're looking at the really dark colours, something like black or a uh, very dark brown, say an inside of an ear or a pupil of an eye is a very good example, you usually see me use the mid-tone colour, like a, a grey. And then you can't use black, well, you can use black on top of grey, but if you were using an eye, you want to choose a colour that's surround an eye. And usually it's a, an ochre of some kind, like 187 or... Or 283 is a very, very popular one I do. Yeah. And then you put the black on top of that. So your cushioning, three colours is probably all you need for that. Black pupil, you've got the grey, you've got the um, 283, or the 177 is another one, and then the black on top of that. So it's a question of balancing, and, and you certainly wouldn't use white under. It's not as simple as just putting white. White no. is a highlighter almost, no. isn't it? That comes back to our question earlier on. We were talking about, uh, you know, um, build-up of colours. Um, and this is, the more you watch, if you were to watch all the 250 YouTube clips we've got. Yeah, and get, all the membership <laughs> videos. <laughs> you'll get a really good idea of what goes under what. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's experience, isn't it, as mm. well? Um, mm. But it's a, prompted a great question because... It is. Obviously, it's the first thing you understand or that you start to understand with pastel pencils is the build-up of colours, is the mm. base colours cushioning the, the, the lighter uh, the colours going on top. So it's understanding what lighter colours for what tones you want. That's right. After. It's all to do with tones. You're, you're learning, I, see, right? I know. You know yeah. what? If you give me a pastel pencil picture right now, I'd do it. You would do, yeah. <laughs> uh, you could take but, it from me later on. <laughs> when, I, when I get to yeah, all right. past it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, great question, great question. So let's uh, moving on to the last one. You read this one out. You read the last one. Fina- finale for you, Dorota. Dorota from Dorota from, Kelly. No, this is from Dorota. Uh, Hello, Colin. I would like to try doing some of your pictures and mine in larger scale. Are there any hints and tips you can suggest? I've only gone as far as A4 so far, but I feel the need to go bigger. Any do's or don'ts? What's the largest pastel pencil you have done? I love your work. Many thanks for sharing your wonderful gift. Well, thank you, Dorota. Um, let's go back over this now. First of all, uh, A4 is a size that I usually work to for two reasons. One is that when I'm videoing, which is what I'm doing all the time now, uh, the a, anything larger than A4 is really not very practical from the videoing point of view. Mm. Um, I'd be all over the place if I did that. So A4 is usually the size. And the other reason why I don't go much bigger than A4 these days is because I feel, apart from A4 being a very popular size of picture when you frame it, because if you think you're going to put uh, mounts over it or mats over it if you're in the States, uh, and then you're going to put a frame on it, usually that's quite a nice size picture. And the other thing is with a pencil, generally speaking, you're looking at detail. A4 pictures, I think, are probably just about right for a pencil. Um, to you. If you go bigger than that, 
usually people like to use stick pastels or soft the, pastel. The, the, yeah, soft pastel and that sort of thing. This is I'm talking generally now. However, having said that, the largest picture I did was Porpera Harbour, which is absolutely massive compared with... Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's about uh, five or six A4s all put together. Mm. But that took me forever. And I really wouldn't suggest going that, that size. But you can go bigger. I mean, there's no reason why not. We have bigger size paper if you want the larger paper. We have the, the B4, which is not... It's only about 10% bigger than A4, but it, it's, it's bigger... But we, we've mentioned it before, and if you did get stuck, we do have larger sheets, and we can, we can supply them to you. If you get in touch with me, email me. So that's, I think, sort of, I think I've covered all those points now, haven't I? Yeah, I, I mean, we, you said, um, so any do's or don'ts, if you're going to do larger areas, we've mentioned this before, um, of pastel, you know, you just, someone, I think, asked or we talked about using pastel six sticks to cover the larger areas, mm. um, and you didn't I don't really like the idea suggest that. that idea. It's just more work with a pastel pencil, isn't it? You're Absolutely. Just use but, more. But, but the problem was, Steve, if you, if you use pastel on its own, on, say, a sky, say you were doing a large sky, a, a large picture, and you wanted to put a sky now, it would take you forever to do a pastel pencil to cover that with your white or your, your grey uh, before you put the pastel on. But I would ask you to do that. I did it with Porpera Harbour when I did that, and it's massive, uh, and then I use, you can then use the soft pastel or the uh, polychromic sticks on top of the pastel pencil. The reason you don't use them on their own it's is because they mark. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll get marks all over the paper uh, with, a, with a polychromos. With a soft pastel, you won't, but it won't stay on the pastel paper. And you won't be able to put the, soft pa- the pastel pencil on top. You won't be able to put it on top, so you're stuck. So you've got to make your mind up, really, before you start. If I want to do pencil, pastel pencils, I'm prepared on my very large picture that I've chosen to do, I'm going to do all pastel pencil. Now, what about pan pastels for covering large yeah, areas? You I, I, purchased some pan I pastels. I did, and I'm not happy with them. Didn't agree with them? No, I don't... I'm not saying I never will. It's just that um, I don't think they work any better than using pastel pencils or, or and or soft pastel. I I found them and I and I've I've not given up altogether. In fact, the other day I was experimenting with some colours and I put a little bit of pan pastel in the sky just to see how it worked. And it was okay, but then I put some pastel pencil on and that worked better. So I yeah. thought, why am I going to bother with pan pastels then? Are pan pastels waxier, slightly waxier? They are slightly, yes, slightly. Because then, then you're going to get into dangerous territory with using... Because I was... Well, firstly, I was thinking about using pan pastels to cover the larger areas, but mm. then if they're a bit waxy, then the pastel pencil is going to struggle to go on top of that. Is that right? Um, oh, no, well... Does it work? No, I think I think I think it would scrape it off for one thing. Oh right, that's what you do because it's very powdery. This pan pastel, yeah. And although you can rub it in, I think you find if you put pastel pencil on top, you'd scrape, you'd scrape it, off. it off. Right, gotcha. so there's no point in doing that. But uh, no, there's no reason why you couldn't do a sky in pan pastel, Steve. No, I, I think people have got to experiment and find this out for themselves. But mm. I, at the moment, from my level of experience with them at the moment, uh, I've still got them. I, I'm not saying I'm never going to use them. But for the moment, the pastel pencil, I'm afraid, spoils you for everything you use. <laughs> it does. It does expose you. And, of course, the new ivory colour shape. I was going to bring that up, actually. Yeah. That gives you 
that just that little bit of extra you kind of like almost uh, especially i i've used it several times now on on later projects and it really uh is a great asset to have that it's not instead of the gray still use the gray because the gray is probably better for the blending cycle and the um the, the ivory is just the final touches you need you just want final smooth it out more smooth it out a little more yeah there's a, a project that we'll be releasing this month because may is now may uh the owl mm. that we mentioned a few weeks back uh, right. that's going to go out this month uh in the next week or so and uh there's a bit uh where you use the ivory shaper on the feathers mm, absolutely absolutely because you want to i wanted a silky look to it yeah and you can really see the difference when that goes on that's right so there you are folks uh, it, it, the pastel pencil is a very very hard act to follow yeah yeah it's, it's supposed to prove it doesn't it I don't mind these uh, additions. I don't mind the polychromos. I don't mind the soft pastel. I use them, but they are add-ons. You must look at it as add-ons. Enhancements. Yes, absolutely. And they do. They do brilliantly as well. Yeah. no question. I remember the flowers I did some while ago. Remember the flowers? They were on the background there. I was a bit unsure what I was using, and I used the pastel pencil to start with. But then I ended up using the, uh, the pastels, the stick pastels, and it changed the whole image of that that flower picture i was so pleased with that yeah. at the end of the day and you could have done you could have used a pastel pencil but it wouldn't have been you wouldn't have had that little bit of extra that you can get mm. if you use the combination good okay well we've covered a lot haven't we this I week just has been a good good show this week yeah so if you want to uh, send your questions, then you can go to colinbradleyart.co.uk and hit the contact page at the top and write your question out and that will send it through to us and we'll read it out on the show. You can also, I say it every week, you can leave us a voice message if anyone out there wants to. We're still waiting. Still waiting. Uh, in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a send voice message button in it. Just use your inbuilt microphone, click the button, record your message and we'll play it on the show. You think, of, think of what a fuss we'll make of you when you do this. We've been on and on and about it for weeks and weeks. So the first one that comes in with that form voice message is going to get spoiled star treatment <laughs> we should also mention as it's next month now it's come around quick we're going to be at the patchings art festival oh that's right on the 6th of 6th june of june gosh that is for one day only to uh do a bit of de- you're gonna do a bit of demonstrating on the stand uh, the phantasm easels stand that's right and uh we'll be there uh doing a podcast as well we're doing live from the event and uh, we're going to do, obviously, some meet and greets. And we may even have some goodies for you as well. Some, some little goodies to, that you will only get if you come and see us at the Patchings Art Festival. So yeah, uh, There you go, folks. So what better reason do you need to come along? And uh, I understand it's quite cheap to get It's a great show as well. It, it really is a good show. <laughs> There's a lot. Oh, it's just not us, is there? There's loads of oh, other no, artists. No, no. So much going on. Mm. It's out, out, yeah, it's outdoors, isn't it? I, I, the last time I went there, which was quite a few years ago now, six, seven years ago, I last attended Patchings. It was, uh, there were artists after artists after artists. I, dozens, dozens and dozens and dozens of them. All inspirational. Great. You see how it's done. There are a few other pastel pencil artists as well. Ooh, competition. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, that's great. So you keep clear of them, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only come to us. 
<laughs> no, yeah, well, great. Even better reason to go and see see them as well. So, um, yeah, just sort of mention that. And we've been talking about our membership program. Well, if you want to sign up to be a member, then you can sign up for as little as nine ninety nine a month, ten dollars, uh, not ten. £10 or $16 a month, I think mm. roughly this is the conversion. Um, but we have three monthly, and now a three monthly option for people to sign up. And a lifetime, obviously. One payment when you get access to all the videos and the owl coming up this month and all the other projects for the rest of time. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, there you go. Okay, well, I think we'll call it a day there. Yeah, we? I think I think so. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> I'm exhausted now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's only the middle of the day. That's all right. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.